Welcome in to episode 21 of season three of the 126 podcast. Today we are talking about the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. are back. I am Addison McKelvin. With me as always, Coach Weaver, Coach O. How y'all doing? I mean, it's a great day. Terrific Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. It is a terrific Tuesday. The weather is beautiful. We are starting to feel like spring uh, outside as well as knowing spring is upon mm-hmm. us because of all the events we have around here, but it's a good time of year. Oh, yeah. Um, well, today we have kind of an interesting episode. Um, last year we did a big, huge Clay Jones Memorial Relays, um, spectacular kind of thing. We had a lot of guests on, um, probably our, our two most esteemed guests that we had for that episode were Barry and Linda Jones, Clay's parents. Um, so we are going to play back the the interview that we had with them last year. So if you didn't get to a chance to listen to that last year, um, this will be a cool episode for you to kind of learn a little bit more about Clay, a little bit more about the Jones family, Barry and Linda, and, and uh, we will get into that. But first, we do, of course, have to get to our two segments that always start off our show. It is a special show. I think this is a show on the week of the Clay Jones Memorial Relays uh, that we need to do every year. I think um, we get to this time of year and track season is beginning and, um, you know, our whole district sort of comes together in a, combined and, and cohesive effort to put on this event. This is the 26th year of the event, the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. And I think it's an opportunity for us to um, let our staff, hopefully our kids that will listen to this. I mean, I wish I'm going to make every track coach listen to it, doggone it, because if you're a track coach in our district, you need to know um, the significance of the Clay Jones Memorial Relays, not just because of track in our district and not just because of the success of the event, um, not even just because of Clay, but because of the legacy that's attached to the name Clay Jones and the Jones family and the Clay Jones Legacy Foundation. And, of course, events like this meet. There's, uh, And let me say this. Um, we tout the benefits of athletic participation a lot for good reason. It's we believe, I think everyone at this table, we bring a lot of coaches onto this podcast that believe in athletics as a transformational piece of a kid's growing up life. And we know that there are benefits that are taught responsibility and hard work and dedication and perseverance we could go on with that we know there are some inherent things that go along with athletics besides just the personal characteristics you know the the experience of competition against kids that are representing another community um getting to know people like coach o i mean as part of my athletic experience it, it doesn't have to do with competing in sports anymore but getting to know some of the great people that are involved in athletics in our district and being able to be mentored by or to mentor the people in the athletic sphere. All great benefits of athletics. But there are some things too, Addison, that 
that even transcend that, that even go beyond building the, the personal um, young man or young woman in our program. They go even beyond the here and the now. And we, we feel like the Clay Jones legacy is sort of a timeless piece of Forney ISD athletics. I'm going to tell you I'm biased. I think there are a number of, of um, things, for lack of a better term, that we do in our district that transcend the regular athletic experience. I, I mean, we, from lead to our assistant coaches academy, I could go on there too. But there are, there are things that we try to do to make our athletic experience for our coaches and our kids better. Well, being part of a piece of the Clay Jones legacy is, is transcendent. And um, I want to really quickly to lead this in because we know we're going to do this. This our purpose today is to do this and then replay Barry and Linda's interview from last year. Like I said, I, I wish everyone – I'm going to listen to it again it moved me last year when we recorded it. I know, I know some people I spoke to um, that were moved by listening to it. I think it does us good before this event to remind ourselves um, how important this is for the Forney community. Let me end with this. I want to really quickly read. It's been my privilege the last few years to introduce uh, the recipients of the Clay Jones Memorial Scholarships for Forney High School and North Forney High School. That's a piece of this legacy. Um, these scholarships that are awarded through that foundation every year in our school district and have been for also for 25 years. I want to read this just to give people a context to what we're presenting today on the podcast. Clay Jones was a vibrant, high-achieving sophomore at Forney High School in the fall of 1995. He lived on Center Street with his parents, Barry and Linda Jones, and brothers Casey and Corby. Clay was the youngest. He was a multi-sport athlete, excelling at football, basketball, and track, and he loved music, but most of all, he loved his family and his friends. Clay embodied all the hope and excitement of a talented, happy, and loving young person, and as many have said, he brightened the lives of everyone around him. He was full of promise, just like the students in our programs today. One fateful day in late August of 1995, the football team was going through drills on the practice field behind Forney High School as they did each day. In the literal blink of an eye, lightning struck the practice field and sent the entire team plummeting to the ground. The majority quickly regained their bearings and fled to the field house. A few were injured and remained on the ground, more slowly recovering from the shock. In the tragic moments to follow, it became clear that one young man would not recover. That strike of lightning took the life of Clay Jones and changed the lives of all those around him forever. Since this tragedy took place 25 years ago, the Clay Jones Legacy Foundation, begun by his family and his teammates, has presented hundreds of scholarships to young people in Forney and beyond. Through the efforts of the foundation and all who support it, the memory of Clay Jones carries on in Forney, Texas. It also inspires and delivers financial assistance for the dreams and futures of generations of outstanding students who have followed him in Forney ISD. That is an introduction to just a piece of, of the legacy 
uh, that the Clay Jones Foundation carries on today. Um, it's an impressive piece, hundreds of scholarships for our students at North Forney High School and Forney High School and beyond. And, um, but there are lots of other pieces, as we'll, we'll see by listening to this interview. That was a great word, Coach. Um, yeah, this is something that's really special because I was thinking about it as you were saying it. This is um, this is an event, a foundation, all the stuff that will be around long after we're done working for Fournier ISD. Um, and that's kind of cool just to take part in a section of it, just a part of this that this thing will go on for a very long time, at least if everything goes according to plan. So um, with that being said, let's move on to Coach O. Well, all right. Well, so in honor of Clay Jones, I think that the subject spotlight today is going to be tracks. Train tracks. <laughs> More specifically, trains and the people who work on the train. So if you could be a worker on a train, wow, which one would you be? Well, that's also a... Um a very Forney-esque. Yeah, it is. <laughs> as I had to go run to Walmart uh, just a few minutes ago, Coach O. And as you know, we're starting this podcast a few minutes late. You know why? <laughs> it's funny that that's, a, that's a, just an understood thing in Forney. Like, you yeah. can walk into anything late and just be like, train. train. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. So, is, who gets to answer this first? I'll go last. Oh, okay. That means you're first, Addison. Oh, Man. See if I can play off your answer. Of the people who work on a train, is this an old timey train? Like, uh, are we talking like an old like <laughs> we're talking steam one, engine? Well, yeah, like one where you could go get on it and travel across the United States. So, like, is like the guy who shovels the coal into the engine? Is that one of the? Possibly. Surely, you're not going to pick. I'm not going to pick that. I'm just okay. saying that's an option. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that you're just going to go with the. I mean, I don't want to just just pick the conductor. That's just like a normal. I feel like everybody would say that. I'm gonna pick. I don't know if this was a job, but I'm gonna assume it was. Back in the day, trains got robbed a lot, so I'm assuming there's somebody on that train that's given a gun that just sits there and waits for. You know, I thought this. I thought when you were going through, I, you know, I like think the, I want the one that you give me a gun. It's I'll like riding it. shotgun, yeah. Except instead of on a stagecoach, yeah, you're on a train. Yeah, okay. I'm riding shotgun. Train security. Yeah, yeah that's what I want. Addison McElvin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that answer. Um. You got the conductor, right? I have no interest in that, really. I, you know, Nobody wants to be the... No, you checking the tickets. You got to walk up and down and get into it with people. Uh, the engineer's got to be a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's the guy that's sort of in control of it. I mean, I'm driving the train, and I, would you think he's probably the, the most well-compensated? He's probably... He's got the... Yeah. High, most high, highly paying job. I don't know anything about the train world, but it seems like engineer would be a cool job. Do you get to wear overalls? I don't know. That I think that's a definitely a perk. Yeah. Yeah. The striped Maybe. overalls, the hat, yeah. kind of the slouch hat. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm in. Yeah. Engineer. Well, I want to be the chef. Oh. Because you got to eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You so. found a way to make this about food. Yes, yeah, you I did. did. You knew I would. So that that's what I would want to be. The chef. Yeah. Well. That's very interesting. We're set. No one wants to conduct, so we're not going to have passengers, but we do have security. Yeah. We got what a driver and we got food. There you go. That sounds like a perfect train to me. <laughs> Get rid of all the complaining customers. We're good. Yeah. All right. Well, I did not expect to think about my job on a train today. So I, I didn't thank you either. for that, Coach. 
Um, I hope it makes everybody else think. And maybe we're missing a job out there that y'all want to let us know about that, you know, is known as the best job in hey, the, is there a guy the locomotive industry. Like, do trains still have a caboose? No, I've noticed this. So I was I was sitting in Forney waiting yeah. for a train, and it was the longest train I've ever seen in Forney. I mean, the thing was moving. Yeah, It had like three engines, and every single car was a double-stacked, long shipping containers. It was not the little short ones that are like 20 feet or whatever. It was like the 40-foot ones. There was two of them, and it was the longest train I've ever set behind. So I'm just like waiting for this train. And then I noticed at the end, there's no caboose. And I was like, I never see those anymore. I don't really know what the purpose of them was. Maybe it was to help brake or something. I don't um, know. But it was cool. They it was cool. Wave. The little were, red caboose there was a neat yeah. waving and stuff. And yeah. That yeah. Would be I waving. think more often That'd be than that. would be a good job. See, that's a job probably didn't exist. Yeah, you get outside Customer a little bit service. more. Customer uh, service rep. That person yeah. got cut, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Well, I see more often than that there's a there's a an engine at the end of the train. Yeah, a lot it. of times I'll see a backwards engine and they I guess they use that either to they put it in reverse or either they use it to pull the train backwards if they need to position it. Yeah. Makes they get in. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll throw this out there. You know, here in the good old U.S. of A., we've been having some supply chain issues yeah. <laughs> lately. Uh, you might have noticed that if you're over at North Forney waiting to get our, our indoor hitting facility and our baseball field done, right? I mean, it it just um, it is what it is. I've heard that statement a lot recently. We won't have – we may not. We may. We're trying to get our Clay Jones medals. They're on oh, a – they're somewhere in they're on a transit. Yeah. Uh, we need them by Thursday at 3.30. Now, we've got some backup. we got a backup plan. But, you know, our Clay Jones Memorial Track Meet medals are really cool. Addison, you had yeah. you partly helped design that that logo. Um, probably give away your secret, but the little track yeah. that's on there, the little track logo, logo is a CJ. It's a really neat little design. Yeah, the track is like. Well, that's on all yeah. the medals. It's a custom yeah. medal. It's kind of a cool piece of the event. They're stuck in supply chain somewhere. Mm. My point is. The supply chain issues are not because of a lack of train traffic because those trains are long. They're continuously going through Forney. I mean, I drove back home from El Paso over the weekend. It's a a never-ending line of truck traffic. I mean, I... Yeah, I don't really know. We're... We're moving. I just don't know where the stuff is. The I believe that trains, I read something that trains are like by far the most efficient way to ship goods yeah. today. Like still. Um, Do trains still get hijacked? I don't, I've never, I haven't heard of it. I don't think so, Coach. People aren't riding horses enough to be able to run up, run up on them. So one. you don't think anybody's going and robbing trains? Maybe I bet you horse. somebody is, but it's an inside job nowadays. Yeah, probably. yeah. just yeah. taking boxes. That's that's where the medals are. Some sitting in somebody's living room. Yeah. Man, he he thought that was like yeah. something something besides Clay Jones. Truck real medals. gold. If you're out there somewhere mm-hmm. and you have a box of Clay Jones Memorial meat medals in your garage, please, please, we would love to have send them to Forney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. help us out. They're for kids. Yeah, for students. All right. Speaking of for kids, Clay Jones Memorial Track Meet is Thursday afternoon. They'll march the 3rd. It uh, begins at about 4 p.m. It's at Forney High School, uh, Citibank Stadium. Um, come on out and join us. The weather is beautiful. We would love to have a big crowd for the meet. When you pay to enter that meet, uh, that money goes back into an account that supports the Clay Jones Legacy Foundation and um, has supported that meet and that event for a long time, 26 years. 
here in Forney. And um, it's, it's going to be an, a great event. You'll see a lot of our student-athletes competing in it. You'll see our coaches out there running around. You'll see a volunteer crew of starters and timers uh, that give of their time so that we can have a great event, uh, their NCAA-level um, starting team. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of neat things that go with it. Uh, the Jones family will be there as they are each year to join us for the opening ceremonies and and eat with us. Um, be a neat event on Thursday evening at Citibank Stadium. And if you're listening to this podcast, because we're about to play the interview that we had last year with Barry and Linda, uh, you'll you will appreciate the significance of the event and just what a special family this is and what a, a special opportunity in Forney to be a part of the legacy that's been left uh, through the Clay Jones Foundation. Yes, and um, just a heads up as we play this, um, this is going to be the rest of, of our show today. Um, I'm not going to come back on and do like an outro or anything. We will see you all at the track meet. Um, but we just want you all to take the time and listen to this because – um, you know, this is the family that this, that this track meet is, is named after. So, um, we're just going to give the time to the Jones family and just let y'all listen to that. And we hope that you enjoy it and we hope to see you on Thursday. So without further ado, here are Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Well, we moved here in, uh, 74. We'd lived in Fort Stockton and, uh, we, when we were in Fort Stockton, we'd go to the state track meet every year. We went to the swine flu epidemic, and then we <laughs> haven't been back. Yeah, yeah. But there, our boys always loved track. You know, mm-hmm. they were played other sports, but uh, two older brothers of Clay's loved sp- track, and Clay loved track also. So, um, Linda, Forney hasn't changed much since y'all got here, right? Not at all. <laughs> I'm still looking for that one stoplight and the Dairy Queen. The Dairy that, Queen. That's what we had in those days. Yes, yes, I've talked about that. And that was the case for a long time. Because even whenever I was a kid, I remember by then we had McDonald's and Dairy Queen. But that was it. That was it. Um, and Madre's was yes. here. Pizza and, Grand. And the yep. City Diner. Way back. City yes. Diner. Yeah. Best chicken fried steaks ever. Ever. <laughs> um so, real quick, tell us a little bit about um, the Clay Jones Legacy Foundation for those people out there who don't know what that is or why it exists. We are so honored that our son Clay had the best friends on the planet. Mm-hmm. After his death, we had several of them come and say that they wanted to create a foundation for scholarships and they got probably 30 people together and did the planning and you know everything for me stopped at age 16 but I had to realize Mm -hmm. these are adults now so they had somebody in marketing they had an attorney to draw up the foundation papers they had uh, lots of friends that had done charity golf tournaments in the past and just it was just incredible the way it came together and so they started the Clay Jones Legacy Golf Tournament We'll be having our 13th annual one, April 16th. So if you're a golfer, please join us. And we just, every year, it's like a big class reunion. We see Clay's friends, and we see our other two sons, Casey and Corby's friends, and then they in turn invite people from their work and people they've gone to college with. So it's a wonderful event. And through that endeavor, we've been able to give 
about 375 scholarships so far wow. to the students of the Forney community. That is amazing. Uh, it is amazing. You know, you're talking about both of our high schools started out with Forney High. North Forney came online, of course, and um, they generously extended those scholarships to North Forney students as well. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million dollars have been presented to students um, over these last years so that uh, students could go on and further their education. Um, pretty amazing legacy. We, we talked about legacy early on, and there's a lot of ways, and I think we need to touch on some of those ways that um, the name Clay Jones has become mm -hmm. synonymous with so many good things in Forney ISD. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we talk a lot on our podcast and in our district about Forney family. And, and this is, this is um, such a vivid expression of that piece of this community that is so special. Mm -hmm. And to hear Mrs. Jones talk about Clay's friends and how they came together and, and they've made, um, the name and the legacy of Clay Jones, something special that, that has been a part of Forney for 25 years. And, and we want to set in motion that, that 50 in the future for 75 years down the road, mm -hmm. we, we still um, are reaping the benefits of the Clay Jones legacy in Forney, Texas. And that legacy that you're talking about, there's there's so many aspects to it. Of course, we have the track meet, we have the foundation, the golf tournament. What part of that are you all most proud of? I'm, we're proud of all of them, mm -hmm. it's really. Going back to the, you know, when North Forney came along and they were talking about, well, should we include North Forney in a scholarship? Well, one of Clay's classmates, a young lady, said, well, Clay would want us to. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was it. That's awesome. Um, and and I, as a person who grew up, you know, hearing about this track meet and things like that, um, I was born in 1994, so most of what I know about Clay is the track meet. Is there something that you could tell us about about Clay, the person? Just one thing that you would want people to know if all they know is his name. You want to? <laughs> I know that might be a hard question. If you don't want to answer that, that's totally fine. Clay was a people person. You know, mm -hmm. he had friends of all. You didn't have to be an athlete, a trackster, or a football mm -hmm. player, or a basketball player to be Clay's friend. And uh, I think that's one of the most amazing things about Clay is his wide range of friends and mm -hmm. people just loved him to pieces. I mean, that is, that's awesome to hear because, you know, a lot of these things that we're talking about are a reflection of that, you mm -hmm. know, of, of being, you know, helpful to so many different people, you know, these 300 some odd scholarships and golf and track and everything. It's, it's all of these things kind of coming together under one umbrella, I guess. Um, and then, Coach, I had one more question for them if you didn't have something else to jump I'm in. I'm going to have more, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I guess the question is, um, do y'all plan on, on this growing into other things? Kind of what's your vision, I guess, for the Legacy Foundation, Track Meet, anything like that? We just, first of all, want to acknowledge Forney ISD mm -hmm. for embracing the Play Jones concept through the years. You know, when they called us and said, we're going to name our relays after Clay, Clay Jones Relays, we were just so touched and so honored. And I thought maybe it would go for a few years, then people in the coaching know there are change outs on people, different people coming in. And so we didn't know that if it would continue or not. One of the things we were so attracted to Forney about, even in those olden days, was, of course, the sense of community. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that Forney, you mentioned Forney family. I just, I get a chill when I see those signs in people's yard because I still feel that sense of community 
even with the amazing growth that they've had, that morning rallies, I think we saw that mm -hmm. through the ice deep freeze thing we just had by businesses coming together to feed people and make sure that people were safe. What a, uh, that, that is a, a great, what she just said is such a neat perspective, Forney rallies. And, um, you know, in, in Coach O's couple of years in the district, in my 20, in Sandy Cook's 35, in Mr. and Mrs. Jones's since 1974, great year, by the way, year I, I was born, neat, wow. great year. But so Forney rallies, and that is, that is so pivotal. It, it's something we teach our kids. It's something we, we um, embrace in athletics. Obviously, it's a big part of, of competitive sports and athletics, but it's, it, that is really embodied in, in your experience. And for the people that are listening to the podcast that maybe they don't know uh, exactly the history of Clay Jones, I'm gonna tell the story, so to speak, and please, you guys lived it, you live it daily. Um, please feel free to interject if you want to, but what we know is, and, and those guys, you know, like you, Addison, that came along a little later may not know, in 1995, right, right mm -hmm. our football team, and this was before my time, but not too much before, um, was practicing on the football field over at what is now Old Jackrabbit Stadium when Forney High was over there where Warren is now. And um, I believe I he I've heard Mr. Jones say the sun was shining, you know, and there was a little storm came up from, from down in the bottoms over towards Seagaville. This seems like how, that's always where it comes from these mm -hmm. days. You know, we've been hit by tornadoes and everything else, Forney rallies. But on that day, um, out of the blue, literally, lightning struck the football field. Um, and tragically took the life of Clay Jones. And Clay Jones was a, um, a people collector. I've heard that so many times. Um, a multi-sport athlete, really a young man that embodied all those things that, that we want, that we desire our student athletes to embody mm -hmm. all of those traits and characteristics. Um, that changed in many ways the course of the way we operate outdoor mm -hmm. sports in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, the truth is, after that event, which couldn't have been predicted because you're on a blue sky day with with a storm that's miles away. Right. We know, you know, you you can study weather patterns now and know that lightning strikes can strike miles away from the actual storm mm -hmm. cell. People didn't recognize that then. You know, in in the '90s, they were that. You know, if you saw a storm come up, you go inside while it's raining or whatever. But now, all of our sports medicine departments and athletic training departments have lightning meters. We subscribe to a weather service that we're able to monitor lightning within 20 to 30 mile mm -hmm. ranges of. We can see every individual strike. All of our schools, essentially in the state of Texas, sort of um, do in some way with, with maybe with different providers or whatever but they have that same process in place and um so it changed the way we operate outdoor sports um and now that you mention it i actually have a pretty vivid memory of in seventh grade yeah. coach mankins was the athletic coordinator at at what was then forney middle school yeah and i was outside playing football and i remembered them getting out the lightning meters turning yes. them on and he was sitting there watching them like a hawk, sure. and I remember it went off, and he just stood up and said, we're going in, everybody go, and so yep. we all went inside, that's, and that's one of those things that, you know, wouldn't have happened if all these changes hadn't taken that's place. True. That's true. That's very true. 
And I mean, how many countless times have people turned those on and, and seen that? You know, it's on all the time now. Right. We keep it in our pocket. It's on our mm-hmm. cell phones. Every coach, subs- you know, has a, has the app on their phone. Um, access to the internet. Um, yeah, it's so a little we, different now. <laughs> it is a little different now. And but a lightning strike within ten miles, we automatically mm-hmm. go in. It's our policy. Our kids do that. And um, in many ways, that traces back that level of safety that mm-hmm. that we embrace. And we do that with cold. We do that with wind chill. With with heat index. We do all those things so much of that blossomed from the 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 events in in forney texas in 1995 with clay now of course we also know we've talked about the legacy foundation the scholarship fund money the kids that have gone on to like chandrell stevens to great things you know the ones they got out of our programs and some of them have done that because they were able to get a clay jones legacy scholarship um we know about the track meet I, you know i'm looking at the meet records in front of me Blows my mind, but uh, Shandrell Stevens, who we had on the podcast uh-huh. just a minute ago, she's a state champion. She's a, a sprinter from Texas A&M. She doesn't hold the meet record at the Clay Jones Memorial Relays, as a matter no, of fact. No, she doesn't. It is 23.9. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you. Right, she does not hold that. That's women's moving. 200, right? Yeah. So what I'm going to tell you, there are multiple Olympians that have that have uh, participated in this event over the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are record holders that, that um, are going to be very difficult. You know, to challenge in the next 25 years. It's been a really prestigious event. It's great for Forney ISD. But I also wanted Mrs. Jones to talk a little bit about um, the endeavor we talked about before when you were, you were talking about your button. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. One of the things that we're really grateful for is that Clay was an organ donor. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember we were driving to Terrell to the uh, motor vehicle uh, place. He'd, 16 and the world looked good you know with driving we talked about with uh, with freedom comes responsibility and we have to keep that in mind and he said mom they're going to ask us this question what question is that clay they're going to ask us if we want to be an organ donor and i said well we have a few minutes before we get there getting into my best counselor voice let's talk about that <laughs> and he said I don't know why anyone wouldn't be an organ donor if they could no longer use their things. Mm-hmm. Less than a month later, we were making that decision. Wow. And I, I wrote an article for Baylor uh, Hospital titled One Easy Decision because that was our one easy decision. Mm-hmm. Not our decision, but Clay's decision right. because of the, the having the conversation. And I was very honored to be a part of the Lisa Landry Childress Foundation. This is uh, Mr. and Ms. Tom Landry lost their daughter when she was a young adult. And they wanted to put together a curriculum just so that children could learn about this, not to urge anybody sign your card today, but just for the magnitude and the gift of uh, organ donation and so it was called pass it on uh, take off on football and mm-hmm. that curriculum was amazing the stories that came from that i very actively became a volunteer for the southwest transplant alliance and so i'm happy to say that i had the experience of going to many different towns through their educational regional centers and to promote this organ donation all of Clay's friends, I can't tell you how many came by because, again, they're 16. They're just getting into mm-hmm. that driver's ed. 
I signed my organ donor card. I wouldn't have done that without Clay. Mm -hmm. Or to have an adult in our church who had the little green pen on through Organ Donor Awareness Month and say, I'd never talked about this. I just didn't think that was a good idea. That was a little bit scary. But I tell my friends when they come in on that pen, a 16-year-old taught me about this. Wow. Mm -hmm. A 16-year-old taught me about organ donation. Because organ donation was not out there at the time. You didn't see it on buses. You didn't see it at the Las Vegas airport, being an organ donor. Yes, ma'am. Uh, because organ donation at the time of place, we did actually have the good fortune to meet one of his recipients. But wow. that was uh, wow. not something that was out there because uh, the rejection factor was much more prominent than it is today. They perfected things. So we've worked really hard in that endeavor. And uh, I think a lot of the awareness uh, started with Clay being an organ donor, yes, just with his circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talk, we've talked about that several times about, you know, the ripples, Yes. you know, of, and we usually talk about it in terms of sports, like learning this, how does it affect your life? But yes. the ripples that one person can make are, are really evident to us now. And I hope to everybody that's listening to this. And I yeah. hope that, you know, more so than just educating people on, on who Clay was and, and all these foundations that have his name, I, I hope that people are really getting a sense of, of really who he was more so than just his name you know Thank so you. the clay jones legacy it's not it's waves really mm -hmm. i mean we we have ripples that come out from all of our sports programs and all of our coaches and um but you're talking about you know statewide <laughs> obviously significantly impacting the community of forney mm -hmm. um changing people's lives um in in a lot of ways because of, of this legacy. And um, I know Mrs. Jones mentioned that, you know, she wanted to thank Forney ISD, but, but truthfully, it should all be the other way. Forney ISD, uh, the, the Forney community, all the people who, who have, have been benefactors of all these endeavors um, really owe you guys and your family and Clay and his legacy a debt of gratitude. And um, um, we hope we, we are able to continue the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. It's a neat event for us. We love to see, uh, you know, those teams coming in and competing, and I know you do too. Mr. Jones, I've, I've sat with you many times in that press box at Citibank Stadium watching football games, and um, he's, a, he's a guest of honor for us up there. And in those non-COVID years, you know, when you can mm -hmm. have, people can come up and we can have guests in the press box, um, we look forward to seeing you again. And um, we, we thank your family so much for the impact you've had in Forney, Texas. Thank you. And thank you for Forney. I just remember when I finally left Baylor Hospital to come home and shower and get some clean clothes on during that five days that we waited. The first sign that I saw, and again, this was that little Forney, on a church marquee said, pray for Clay. Mm -hmm. Never forget that image, yeah. how meaningful that was. And this whole community has embraced us. You know, it's changed. We have a lot of growth here. But again, to, to, we're grateful for Forney to continue with Clay's legacy. Yes, ma'am. Linda, tell them about the, telling Clay goodbye the last day when he went to school. Yes, yes. So I'm dashing out of my home early. I had a 30-minute commute on a good day, and I got my car. I started backing out the driveway. Well, before I left the house, I bumped into Clay in the hallway, sleepyhead, not a morning person, and I said, okay, Clay, I'll see you later. Bye. Have a good day. I walked out, got in my car, drove out the driveway, and thought, 
I didn't tell him I loved him. And I mm. do that every day. Mm-hmm. Put the car back in park, went in, hugged him. The next time I hugged him, he was hooked to life support system. Mm. So thank God for that 10 minutes late to work. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And mm-hmm. boy, do we, um, we're, we're beyond podcast on, on this episode. And yes, this is, this is a rarity this, for us. This but. is also, um, there's so many lessons that all of us, anybody that listens to this can take and apply to their own lives in, in this community or any place. Um, that's the most important thing. Thank, I can, you, thank you. I can definitely tell you there will be mothers that we have. a. Most of our listeners are mothers, um, as I've seen from the numbers. And there will be mothers that, that hug their kids differently after they listen to this because of that story. And and we just uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, thank you both for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, we are going to move on so we don't we don't take too long of people's day. But um, thank you both so much and uh, have fun at the track meet. We love you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We love track meets also. Yeah. <laughs>